Welcome to the Fatty T Muskie Podcast. I'm Andy, joined by remote. I have Vance. Hi, Vance. Hello. I have Todd. Hi, Todd. Hello. I have Ranger. Hi, Ranger. And we're going to talk a little bit more about Ranger. He has a friend now, but they'll never see each other because they're dead. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but uh, let's just get through these plugs. So Fatty Z Muskie products, fattyzmuskie.com. We're on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. Uh, we're more active on, uh, I'd probably say Instagram because of Vance, but Facebook's a good way to get a hold of us. Any, anyway, any of those three are great. Um, we're slowly coming up on show season, so kind of, uh, you know, I'm hopefully going to have some new colors. We are going to be doing the Ohio Muskie Show and the Muskie Max in Pennsylvania. There might be another show in there. It's not a Muskie Show. But uh, we're we're rolling it around right now. It'd be the Ohio Fishing Show. That's in February. That's a possibility. Uh, but that's our schedule that we know of. Vance Todd, is there anything else that I'm missing that you guys know of? No, not no. really. Maybe some small little local shows, but yeah. Okay. Yep. So those are the those are the big ones that uh, that we're going to be there. I mean, it is like a couple days November, so it's creeping up on us. Yeah, but uh, in the meantime, check out some of the online retailers. Uh, Musky Tackle Online, he has a great selection of the standard colors. And if you're looking for something just a little bit different, check out Team Rhino Outdoors. And both both places, great service. If you need, you have a question, you know, I don't know. I was going to say pick up the phone, but I'd probably say just type on the keyboard. They'll get back to you very quickly. Great places there. Um, I believe O'Donnell's. Down O'Donnell's in, yep. Is that Portersville, Pennsylvania? Okay, yeah, I was going to say address. Yep. Yep. And uh, is there anything left at Hogan's Hut? I think they have four baits left. Four baits. So, mm-hmm. with that being said, I would not pack up the family to go there. No. However, if you are passing <laughs> by, you can check out the four that they do have. Yeah. So uh, keep on the lookout for that. You know, rod holders and stuff. They make great stocking stuffers. You know, got a new boat? You want to re-rig? You know, your, uh, your outfit for trolling, give, give me a shout, any one of our ways, you know, to get a hold of me, and we can talk rod holders. So that's all I'm going to talk about, Fatty Z, for now. So, Todd, talk about stuff you want to talk about. Let's talk about Muddy Creek Fishing Guides and fishingguides.com. Uh, new schedules are, are out. We have some people picking some days already for next year, so... Uh, just give me a little bit of time. Wait till I'm done. I got another week of here, another another week or two of fishing. We're going to be doing around, uh, uh, still on the schedule. So give me a little time after Thanksgiving. Get around the holidays. That's when we're going to start uh, start trying to fill those in and get ready for next season. It's been a banner year this year, so hopefully we can do it again next season. That's our goal. We're going to get you out, get you on some fish. Don't give him time. Call him now. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> All right. Vance, anything you Ranger, want to say? Ranger Boats and Vic Sports Center uh, in Kent, Ohio. Check them out. Winterization's around the corner. Get on their schedule for uh, service. And possibly if you're in the market for buying a boat, now's a good time. So you'd have it here by spring. Uh, they do Starcraft, Star Welds. They have a used boat inventory. Um, 
and of course the Ranger boats uh, that Todd and I fished out of Me too. all season. And, okay, yeah, and <laughs> two, two fished, one drove one a lot. It was very, they're very, very nice vessels. Uh, I'm very happy with mine. And uh, I own two of those. Out. I owned two of those at one time for about a month. You did. So you did. You did. It's a good. It, it's a good feeling, dance when you when you say that because I feel the same. You know, get getting that new boat. I was in my old one for 16 years, I believe, and. Uh, just wonder how you're going to like it. And I can honestly say that I would not, I, I wouldn't have picked anything different the way my boat is set up right now. I want to get that roof made. I would get that done. Mm-hmm. But uh, other than that, I mean, if I was going to reorder, I'd order the same exact thing that I got. I think you're, you're the same way. So absolutely. That's absolutely. a good thing. Synchronous. Like I said, give the, give the, uh, give the angler series a fair shake. All three of us have fished out of different ranges, fisherman series, <laughs> the angler series. Now, uh, we've gone for drives in Andy's boat, uh, just so we can get that out of the system that we were being kind and got to drive with him. We didn't do fishing, but we watched him drive it. It was very cute. And I was taking selfies and, <laughs> yeah. and, and Vance was holding one of those big umbrella light things. So, you know, I, I had to get the duck face just right. <laughs> <laughs> but uh i love i love that angler series give mm-hmm. that a fair shake when you're when you're uh looking at boats um you lose some side storage but we talk about it all the time the ability <laughs> to walk up to that gunnel and have that uh workable area in the cockpit uh is is really really nice wait wait way nicer to drill out of way nicer absolutely absolutely hands down yeah, so check those out. We love them. Looking forward to doing it again next season with them. So, yeah, St. Croix rods, best rods on earth. That's another stocking stuffer. It's got to be a long stocking unless it's a nice rod. Mm-hmm. But uh, you know they've been around since the earth cooled. Great rods, great warranty, great people. So uh, give St. Croix, you know, at least a look if you're in, in the market for a new rod. And Todd, Muskie Zinc. You're talking Muskie. Are you want to talk about Muskie Zinc a little bit now? I, I, I do. You want me to drop the beat? We prep. We prep this one. <laughs> Muskie Zinc, yo yo, uptown baby. Uh, get a hold of your local chapters. There's lots of them out there. Every state that has a Muskie's, you know, pretty much has a chapter that you can get involved with. Tons of good stuff going on there. We talk about it all the time. There's no no better way to uh, help your local fishery than to get involved in your muskie tank chapter. Get those guys involved. Become involved in your chapter, and you can get some things changed, you know, throughout the states. Lots of them have done it. There's money available, uh, you know, through that Becker Fund. There's just a lot, a lot of good stuff. Very important to be involved in muskies, Inc. I feel if you're into the muskie fishing and you're serious about it, uh, check them out. Lunge log is really cool. I'm looking forward to seeing the end of the year results here. We'll talk about that when that happens because we have a someone on the podcast was sending fish in and his wife. It's going to be really cool to see what happens there. So, uh, yeah, and little things. 
little things go a long way with musty zinc. Like, you know, that the size of stocking uh, of fish that's happening in Pennsylvania. I said, like, up, up here in New York, you know, they posted signs all over uh, the lakes in New York that have muskies in it uh, with size restrictions and just to basically uh, make everybody that steps foot on that lake aware of what's in the water. So, I mean, those little things go a long way. And uh, that's all because of muskies, think, so. Yeah, really cool stuff. Really cool little signs, you know, saying there's muskies in these water, how to hold them, what the size limit is, and uh, that was done by our friends up there, Chapter 69, and the two New York chapters, Zach Baker, I know, had a big part in that. Thanks, Zach, for, you know, getting that going. Could I check them out? I think we talked about that one time, too, like, you know, when there's a sign there, it's, there's a picture of a muskie, I would read what it says. Absolutely. So yeah, all the ones around here that have signs are uh, bowfin, snakeheads, and eel powder, something like that. The difference between the <laughs> three, yeah, right. Yeah. But yeah, a lot of places it shows you the difference between a pike and a muskie. You know, it's just for the it's just for the average angler to check it out. You know, yeah, cool stuff. Awesome. I want to make one one note. Every time Todd says yo yo up down. I know that it's it's in reference to like a year ago when when Todd was doing the wrapping. <laughs> I can't help but think of the actual child's toy, a yo-yo, and it goes mm-hmm. up down. Mm-hmm. There you go. So that yep. I'm just I had to throw that out there was. Yeah. Sometimes it sleeps. It, yes. it does. <laughs> Sometimes it yes. sleeps. You got to wake it up. Any, any any of the new listeners that are just picking up as we're going, you're going to have to check that one out. Uh, I know it's right in the heading. It's right in the title. Yeah. The wrapping part. Yeah. So the wrapping. Then you'll figure out what I'm talking about. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So big thanks, Muskie Zinc. All right. I'm going to stumble through that if you had to choose. We we tried to craft the words so I didn't sound like an idiot prior to recording, but I'll explain it the best I can. Okay. So. Let's just say you, you drive up to the boat launch. You launch your boat, and before you step in the boat, you have like this cheat that you can activate before getting in the boat. If you're like a, a gamer, you're like you can activate one or two of, you know, you have an option of two things. You can activate the one or the other. You have to activate one. I was going to say let's throw a third in there of not doing anything, but that's life. So we're screwed life. We're doing non-life stuff right now. So the first one is, is that you will be able to see where every muskie is on the lake. And how that will be, it would look, it'd be like a buoy type arrow thing pointing down in the water to where the muskie is. And all you know, all you know is that there's a muskie there. It, you know, and if you're in 80 foot of water, it could be two foot down. It could be under the mud. You just know that vertically straight underneath that arrow, there's a muskie. Mm-hmm. You could activate that. Or the next one is you would be able to know the muskie's mood as it was, if it's, you know, negative, if it was active, if it was neutral, and you would just know, like, these windows and stuff, but you would not know where the fish are, similar as if you were out there right now. Uh, you wouldn't, you know, you wouldn't know where those fish are. You're just fishing at that point. 
but with this one activated, you would know, hey, the fish are really going hard, and that perhaps could lead you to going back into a weed bed or maybe some bait ball or whatever and working it harder knowing that your percentages went up. So kind of like some background information on how the muskies are feeling or just knowing where the muskies are at. Those are your two options. You have to activate one. And only you can see it. So, like, if you're in the boat, it's not like everyone can see where the arrow is. So, it's just you guys. So, your clients won't know. Okay. Um, and, you know, there's not, like, a, a readout that's telling you this stuff. So. so, essentially, would you rather know where every muskie is or know when, when prime time? When, when's, yeah. when is the prime time? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, and, and like, you'll know this, not like, oh, they're active now. It's just like, oh, between here and here, it's going to be slamming. Oh, geez. Um, and I'm going to say I'm, I'm on a new body of water. Uh, and I have a cheat code. I'd rather just know. It's a one-day thing. I just would rather know where they're at. Okay, Why? new body water i'd rather know where they're at and i'd probably camp out on that that spot for a while (laughs) Uh, and take my take my chance to see if i could get one to react or just wait for that that window to open up (laughs) you're (laughs) you're just randomly driving your boat after an arrow that's pointing in the water you're chasing it video game i'd rather know know where they're at i mean maybe there's a ton more in in an in an area you don't necessarily know the size or anything. But, well, I was going to take uh, it to the next level here soon. I wanted to get through both of you guys. But I just would rather know where they were at if I had, like, one day in this mythical cheat code thing. Right, you know, I'd rather know the, the windows of opportunity or where they're at. I'd, I'd rather just take the arrow cheat code and be like, yeah, there's, like, 30 over here. We could just chill here today and cast. What's up? Todd. Okay. Yep. Vance, so Vance picked a new body of water, and I'm having a hard time doing that right now in my head because I've not been fishing anywhere but Chautauqua Lake other than like four hours the whole season. So I'm going to go I'm, I'm going to go opposite Vance. I'm going to say, tell me when the window is. But that's only because we're fishing like averaging about five, six days a week. I feel like I already know where there's a lot of fish and we have a lake that has a lot of fish. Mm-hmm. I think they're everywhere. Uh, I'm, I would probably want to know when, when, when's this, you know, when, when's the window? Cause if you know the window, you can almost guarantee a shot at it. Yeah. And that's what we're doing here with this, like mm-hmm. this cheat, you know where they're at or you know where, Hey, this I already know where they're at. A new body of water, I can see where you're going there. That's I right. haven't been That's there. Right. I go over to one of those Ohio lakes. I haven't been there since, uh, I think the last time I fished in Ohio was like 95. Mm-hmm. So I'd probably show up to those lakes and I have very limited memory of what happened and what, what we caught and where we were. There, I'd probably want to know, 
just tell me where there's a bunch of them at and I'll go take my chance and fish it till the window happens. <laughs> exactly. And, and, and the window is a big thing. Uh, Vance, how many times has this happened throughout this season? Like yeah. in the morning, maybe you send me a message. Yeah, we picked up, we got one. Maybe I didn't get anything yet or, you know, I'll send you like, we just, you know, we got one in the morning and then all of a sudden there's a time during the day. Sometimes we're in the same area, but there's sometimes we are 10, 15 miles apart from each other. Mm -hmm. And we start trying to send texts to each other saying, Hey, what's, you know, what's happening? We got just had three. Mm hmm. Just had the fourth hit, just had the fifth hit. And we can't even send texts fast enough. I mean, it happens. And that might be the only window of the day, but at the end of the day, we each have, you know, four or five fish. And they come at the same time throughout the whole entire lake. Sometimes sometimes it does relate to those moon rise and sets. And But I'll tell you, there's sometimes it has nothing to do with that, too. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but it, it's scary how often that happens. I know. You're just sitting there like they got one. Nothing. Yeah, bus two. And then I get. We just picked up two. Oh yeah, I didn't. Th- I forgot to tell you. We picked up another one too. You know. Yeah, <laughs> it's, it's crazy. Mm. As we're trying to text back and forth, because we're trying to let each other know. You know, if you're not doing anything, get your butt up here. But mm-hmm. that really doesn't hasn't happened that often. Yeah, because it seems like the windows were happening at the same same time, different depths. Mm-hmm. You know, different methods. Sometimes one of us is trolling, sometimes one's casting, but mm-hmm. crazy how that happens. I've seen it so many times. That's the window. Uh-uh. Yeah, certainly if you're on a lake you're comfortable with, the one we fish every day, I would want to know the window because I'm already up here with time on the water. And you're like, yeah, yeah, I know there. there's some big boys. Yeah, yeah. And, and that's why I was like, man, I, I should try to branch out away from. Uh, you know, the lake that we guide on here all the yeah. time. But if I, if it was like, you know, starting tomorrow or something, be like, yeah, let me know. Let me know the window. Call the clients. Like, you know what? Let's just do a uh, half day yeah. meeting yeah. at one o'clock and we're good. Yeah. We're good. Right, yeah. Cool. Yeah. Cool. <laughs> yeah it, but uh, unfortunately there's no cheat codes. Th- there is no cheat code. Real life. <laughs> but like, you know, for a guy like me, like if I could know, you know, cause I'm sitting here thinking both because obviously like Vance just said, there is no cheat codes. So mm-hmm. being that there is no cheat codes, you're finding all this stuff out. Like you're going to find the, you're going to see the fish if one comes up and follows or you'll have some kind of indicator if, if a rod, you know, blows up or something like that trolling. So you kind of, obviously that's a fish to a, a couple fish, you know, whatever. And you have a general area and you then will then base that, Hey, I had two follows in this weed bed. Let's try some more weeds. You know, you kind of use that line of thinking Mm -hmm. and you know, but it's also, it'd be nice just to go there and boom, all these arrows everywhere. You're like, yeah, I can go over here and it takes that visual out. Now you have a confidence of, well, there's fish in this area. We just got to get them to eat Mm -hmm. on the flip side. You're going to be, you know, if you're like, oh, man, it's going to suck for the next three hours. Uh, maybe I'm not going to rush so much to get this boat in the water, you know, and, and just you can then play your odds like that because you're finding the fish, you know, 
you're finding the fish blind and you're figuring out their mood just by essentially a shotgun effect. You're just out there doing it until something happens. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, I was thinking about it, you know, like Vance said, like if it's new water, I'd want this. And then it kind of, it's your, if it's the other way around, you kind of lean the other way. And I'm thinking about for me, I'm like, gosh, what would I choose? Because I, I don't know if, what I would, I kind of know where the fish are going to be laying, you know, hopefully th- this weather kind of really sucks that we're having. But if I do be able to, to sneak out on my little slice of heaven, I kind of know where the fish are already. So I think mm-hmm. if I had yeah. to, if, if I had to lean, you want to know when they're going to be biting. I would almost, because then I could, <laughs> I could get to the launch and say, yeah, it's going to suck today. And I just go home, save my brownie points for another day. <laughs> Because some people have to, you know, earn their ability to go fishing. So, you know. They would be, per- that that would be, if I was you, I would pick the window. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Just because, and that would, that would fit in just to, you know, a perfect Andy trip. Yeah, you got 20 minutes. I'm going to pick the right 20 minutes. Yeah. How about this? Let's, let's take it next level stuff. Know where the fish are and their length. Like that, their stats, length, girth, and weight, or know the window and the baits that they're you know the depth and what they're willing to hit. Oof, man. Um, I'm gonna be chasing the big long fatty. <laughs> I'll just drive go. drive around until I find the biggest one. Yeah. Oh God! But yeah, then then you mean, could have multi multi fish days so easily if you just knew what they were going to smash. Well, if you knew where, even if you know where they are, it doesn't mean they're going to hit, though. You know these. I mean, we, we've talked about that with when we had Gearman Steve on. You know, talking about listening to the guy saying, and that you know uh, that that fellow from Canada that was talking about. You know, these things are spending ninety five percent of their times with their belly on the bottom of the lake. And I do believe that's true. You know, that our bigger fish at Chautauqua, you can go for weeks and not have an encounter. And then they just show up. I mean, and they've been in there for 20 some years. <laughs> and then all of a sudden you start getting those big fish, you know, but those windows are so small on those things. You know, they, they, they feed for a few minutes. You know, they, they, you probably have just a... The window of, of getting them is, you know, when they start becoming active right before they feed and they start getting frisky, then they do their feeding. And then you might be able to get them when they're coming down off of that. You might be able to get one to grab a jerk bait or if you troll past them at the right time or however you're doing it, pull a sucker by them, they might want some more. But they're spending a lot of time just doing absolutely nothing. You know, the smaller fish are feeding a lot more often. That's why we you catch a lot more of the smaller ones. Plus there's a lot more of them in there, but yeah, I don't know. That's, you know, knowing those big ones, I can see spending a whole bunch of time wasting a bunch of time because you know, the big ones, this is where they're at. The big ones are here and you can't get them to bite, <laughs> you know, because they're just totally inactive. Mm-hmm. So it plays both ways. Yeah. I kind of almost like not having a superpower. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it takes the fun out of everything. Mm-hmm. We talk about that. It's too much stress. I'm stressing out about it right now. Yeah. 
you see it. I see this people putting stuff up on Facebook with a picture of a muskie on their screen. Mm-hmm. Some of this 3D imaging and, you know. So there's a muskie laying on the bottom there. That can also I, screw with you because if you're like, there's one exactly. there. Let's just keep going over that one. We're going to try to get that one. Yes, and you might be missing out on a whole bunch of fish that are active over in some other area. Mm-hmm. I know it's hard. It, you know, it, it's it's probably hard for the you know. I, I can see how guys would just be like, "Yep, I know there's one there. I'm going to catch him. I'm going to keep pounding on him till he hits." But you know, we have a little different view of things when you get to fish every day, and there's you know tens of thousands in the lake you're fishing in. Like, yeah. I don't know, man. I, I do that too, but it, uh, like I'll, I'll see a muskie on the side imaging or something. Mm-hmm. What appears, I think it's a muskie. Yeah. You know, this, this, you know, I see a bunch of bait. I see, you know, possibly walleyes, catfish, like little sticks. And then I see a giant stick thing that's mm-hmm. cruising by a, a bait pile. Mm-hmm. I'm like, okay, that's a muskie over there. One, I have no idea what I'm really looking at. In a much that's, more real sense. In a much yeah. more real sense. I'm like, okay, <laughs> that's like 50 foot over there. If my side scan goes zero to 100, that's like halfway through. Mm-hmm. So that's 50 foot over there. Okay, the board just cruised by him. Um, that's too tight of a turn for me to make with this big trolling spread right now. I think I'll just drive up here another mile straight and then turn back around and come back around yeah <laughs> but yeah and it's our, not our, like our I, lake, I is, our lake is our lake is filled with you know thousands and thousands of gar that yeah. too so you get into areas you mark all these hooks even even when i go, go to like canada or the bay mm. and i see that stuff i'm just like Ugh, whatever that's yeah. I'm, I'm just not fighting I'm going to stick with them a little bit, but yeah. Yeah, I, I'm not going to be like, you know, there it is. There's there's the fish that was chilling, you know, three miles behind me. Here's the here's the moonrise moon set. I'm going to go back right to that. I'm going to mark it, go back to it. I, I have trouble mm-hmm. doing that. Mm-hmm. You know, may, maybe I'm missing out on some stuff, but, you know, I don't think... That, that I am by passing that up, uh, I'm still fishing, you know. I might yeah. go back to the spot probably because I was yeah. there because I thought it was a good spot in the first place. You know, I'll make another pass through there, but, uh, mm-hmm. you know. You, you, the- you, you have, Vance, had an absolutely incredible season, and you have done things that were out of the norm for you. Absolutely. Uh, by seeing those hooks and stuff, you're like, mm-hmm. man. I'm dumping this bait down a little deeper when, you know, this is a lot of this stuff comes back to the trolling, mm-hmm. you know, no, actually most of the, I don't know what, you know, when you're fishing up in the weed beds, you know, I, I don't know if your clients do, but mine do all the time. It's like, Oh, is that a fish that just swam under the boat? And you know, but you're in weeds. And I'm like, there's tons of fish in this weed bed. I had no idea if one swam under the boat, but when Absolutely. you're out there trolling, man, you can pick up on hooks and you know, Vance, you you experimented a lot this year with dumping stuff down a little deeper, and it paid off big time. Mm-hmm. Uh, looking at those hooks, a little deeper than we normally fish, different areas that we normally fish, and you put them down there, and guess what? They sometimes they were muskies, and 
mm-hmm. you crushed him. Yeah, that you know, I which is really cool. Definitely with that, but I'm I'm like I'm really comfortable with using the basics, mm-hmm. sonar, GPS, and essentially being where I think I need to be mm-hmm. when I'm on the water. But when yep. you start doing this other stuff, like the side imaging stuff, and then if I go on a lake that is a highly populated lake, okay, it's it Lake Chautauqua, great fishery, yes, absolutely. Places like Lake St. Clair, uh, any inland body of water, they, you know, essentially any place I'm, you're fishing except for like the St. Lawrence, the Georgian Bay, and you know, big fish water. It's a li- I look at the, uh, I stick to the basics because it's not rocket science, especially when you're on a, a, a highly populated lake, you go somewhere like those bigger bodies of water and they're, they're deemed, you know, like a fish a day or a fish a week. Then I'll pay attention to stuff like that a little bit more, but I still go back. I, I go back to my old ways and, you know, maybe I'm stubborn about it, but I'm like, I just am, I'm more confident in something else happening than chasing a one fish thing, mm-hmm. like an like a cheat code arrow, or I saw something on side imaging. Uh, you know, I'm going to go back and just pound it on the uh, major, minor, moonrise, moonset, all that stuff. Uh, so, but that's just the way way I'm built because I'm you know I'm not on those bodies of water all the time. I'm there maybe five days out of the year if I'm lucky. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? So uh, when I see him on the side imaging, it, uh, it doesn't, it doesn't like, you know, move the needle for me mm-hmm. on a, on a highly populated place. I'm like, yeah, there's one there. Okay. There's going to yeah. be another one too. There's another one right up here. <laughs> yeah. Eventually, there's going to be another one. You know what I'm saying? That's not mm-hmm. the only fish in the lake, and I just drove by it, and it didn't do shit. So whatever, I'll go up, turn around, and you know that—that's the stuff that's that that screws me up. The 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 new graph stuff. Mm-hmm. It almost like makes me question my ability of of what I should be doing. Oh, like. Uh, there was one over there. Should I go over there? Should I just know what I do? Keep doing what I know. You know, the fish didn't go. Mm -hmm. Uh, So that's, it it makes me like, I don't know, just almost like you you could second guess yourself. Should I have gone back there? Like, is Mm -hmm. this what the technology's here? Should I keep doing this or should I just like fish? Yeah, what I'm what I'm real comfortable with doing, but going back to what Todd said, yeah, I I I uh, you know went out of the comfort zone a little bit and did some things that I've never uh, you know really done before, and uh, sometimes it pays off, sometimes it doesn't. But you got to try stuff, and uh, you know every season's different, and try to do it again next year, and the rest of my musky fishing career so you know but all that technology and cheat codes i think that it would just pull me away of my natural ability to do what to fish and in a sense i don't like stuff like that 
don't like the side imaging stuff. It's weird to me. It's fun. It's fun to look at. Mm-hmm. It's really fun to see what's going on underneath the surface from it's, it's an standpoint. alien world. It's what that's why it's cool. I'm more uh-huh. I look for more stuff that I could like shipwrecks and weird cuts and just like yeah, if you're using yeah. side imaging, I think solely to find fish, you're. It, it, I don't think it's worth the investment. If if that's really, I'm buying this to find fish. I I think that there could be some people that that there's a very small market. I don't want to say that this is just a blanket statement for everybody. There are some people literally having to base it off of like these giant bait balls or something like that, and finding them quicker is going to lead to something else, and it. And it transcends throughout, you know, the fishing world. But I think just knowing what the bottom's doing, that's the biggest positive. Uh-huh. So, I mean, that, like that's... what's underneath. And people can, people can hear that and say that I don't use side imaging and stuff and whatever. I mean, we, we don't. They probably, you know, think that we're insane for that because they saw one on a side imaging once and... Uh, or twice or whatever they use it a lot in their fishing and they stuck to an area and they caught fish so that's great mm-hmm. but i'm just not, i'm just not there with the grab right and i'm, I'm going to give an example of where side imaging really changed my my the way i look at a river um the section of river that i fish has a mud bottom to it and there's this one section that I'm like, I have to run the boat straight down this because I'm going to smash my boat up on logs if I vary too much from center. So when I got side imaging, whatever, how many years ago, and I ran down and I'm like, well, this one side of the river is definitely just this gauntlet of awfulness to destroy my life. While the other side, even though it had as many trees going into the water on the bank, it, it wasn't the case. They were all buried in mud, and I, I couldn't believe it because, you know, you see some silt and whatever washed up, but trees that big until I started actually, like, poking around with baits and, and running stuff, and it literally is mud. There's a stick or two, but nothing major, and it, and then it dawned on me just how the river was flowing. The, the current side, because, you know, you're not going to find a river that naturally will be straight for any length of time. There's always some kind of... This side's getting more current. This side's a little more slack. And I found that on the slack side, even though those trees were in the water, they were all silted over. And and they, they were posing much less of a threat than I thought. And it at that point, it said, well, if I was going to try to fish timber, I'd be wasting half my time trying to hit both sides of this river going down the middle of it. Spend most of your time on this other side where there's actually timber structure. And that's, that was my aha moment for side imaging was actually seeing that difference. So, yeah, I certainly like it a lot more for structure than finding fish. Uh-huh. If I could, if I could go back and say that I like looking at the structure, not necessarily finding fish. Okay, great. You guys want to add anything to that? Cause we went on a long one. <laughs> yeah. All right. Now, Early on, I dropped a little teaser about Ranger having a buddy. Todd, do you want to talk about the new member of your Muskie family? Yeah, we do have a new 
new member here. So this is, this is going back to last spring, right after they very controversial. We've talked about this a little on the podcast before, you know, they were doing some, they, they did a very limited amount of spraying last year to kill the weeds, putting chemicals in the water. And, uh, I knew the day they were doing it and I happened to be fishing and I watched them doing it and, you know, I'm going to, just come out and say it that there's been i've had that happen on lakes before when i was fishing where they did that and uh i had some really good days right after they chemicals in the water like just outside off the weed edges maybe trolling and stuff so i knew this was all happening last spring or not even spring late june uh this is all happening, so I was like, I'm going to put some time in here. You know, they they put that spray in all those weeds yesterday. There's been times when I've done very well when they did that. So I trolled the outside edge. I was spending a lot of time out there. We did not catch anything. Uh, and we went in and started casting. You know, I wanted to see, like, a day later what was happening and casting with a good friend, Joe Stagnetti, big-time lure collector, one of the biggest in the country. And... uh we, we were throwing some baits in, in there, and I believe we saw, saw a couple fish fall or whatever. And as we're doing it, boom, this, I, we look over. Well, we'd been in this area all day, pretty much. Uh, this giant musky floats up to the surface. We go over and pick it up. I mean, it's freshly, freshly deceased. And, uh, you know, we're looking at it. I, I don't know if I've ever done this before, but I was like, that's a 50 inch. That's fish is well over 50 inches. And, uh, we kept casting a little bit. And then we went back to do another drift and very fresh fish. I put it in the net, laid it down on a bump board. It was, it was getting out right to about 50 at that time, 51. And, uh, just a nice looking fish. Nothing really wrong with it. It was just dead. So I put it back in the water. I just dumped it back over the side and we went in. It was the end of the day. We went in and I, I pulled the boat even. I, put, I had the boat on the trailer and I thought, you know, that is a really cool fish. It has a giant head. I don't have a ranger. Mm -hmm. and a ranger head like Andy's got, right. you know, and I've always the, the old mounted head that's just sitting there on the wall. You know, I got tons of jaws and stuff like that. So, I call a buddy of mine who does some taxidermy. I say, hey, if I go get this fish and chop its head off, will you do give me a head? <laughs> oh, yes, absolutely. I'll do the head mark. So I put the boat back in the water, went over, pick up the fish, laid it on the bump board, took it back to camp. Now, once it, you know, there was a little rig of mortise in it. Once it straightened out, it was about 52 inches. But it does have a giant head. It's like a little over 13 inches from the jaw to the back of the gill plate. And, uh, got it to him i just got it back here a couple weeks ago it's so cool uh it was a dead fish i did not kill it but <laughs> well you I certainly sealed the deal once you chopped I, its head off well i had to take it back and i had to have to chop its head off it it has serious teeth it's so cool you know the replicas are really neat i have a couple of them i know vance has them i know andy has them i know most musky fishermen nowadays days have them but, you know, I do have one real mount from many years ago, 53 and a half. And I got this head now. And uh, they can do all they want with those replicas, but you cannot recreate 
the shark jaws on these things that you get with the real mod. So I, I love it. <laughs> it's really nice. Right. It's, it's true. The yeah. thing. Go ahead, Vance. Yeah, go ahead. Oh, yeah. I, I got to see it. Uh, mm -hmm. And I remember that day very mm -hmm. well uh, with, with you going back to get the fish. I think you made a great call doing that because when you had it up at camp, I came over and we just, we stared the thing the whole night, just kept picking yeah. it up, looking at <laughs> it. It's amazing. Looking down its gullet, looking underneath it, looking at the job bone, how big the thing was. Um, there's, there's nothing like the real thing. The real thing. You know? <laughs> it's and really cool. Of course, you know, when you get your replicas back and stuff, there's nothing like the real thing, the real time you get to spend with the fish when you reach down in the bag and you see that it is, you know, in this case, we'll say amountable fish. Any fish in the bag is special. We'll clarify that so people don't think we're crazy. But when you look in the bag and you are like, okay, this is what we're after, right? And you mm -hmm. stick your hand in that gill plate and you pick it up out of the bag. Those are some of like, you know, my fondest memories of getting those big ones and, you know, your hand disappearing. Uh, be, because, uh, you know, it's just, it's a giant. It's so quick because you're out of the bag, on the bump, picture gone, you know, 30 seconds, if that sometimes. Um, and then you look on the replicas and there's, I got the fish back. There it is. There's the one I caught. Well, not really, because... You look at the, you look at the jaw on what Todd now has, and the jaw on these things—they almost look like toys. But especially when you you can compare them uh, side by side, this real jaw that and head that Todd has is—it's the real thing, and it looks like the real thing. So you can like—it's a real memory. Yeah, there's, so like a, there's, like a, there's like a there's like there's like a thousand little teeth on the upper part of their head. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Which the, the way, the way the story went down and I, I kind of, I kind of like how it did because then it, it'll raise the question. If you threw that in the boat, as soon as you saw it and you say, this is ours, mm -hmm. that would have to count towards someone's limit. Wouldn't it? Oh yeah, I mean, I kept the fish. I was done fishing. That was my fish. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I mean, I, I know how all that went, but like, mm -hmm. you know, could someone make the argument? No, I just found this thing dead, mm -hmm. and 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 just say, no, this I didn't catch this fish to keep it. It was just naturally dead. So why should this one count towards my one fish a day limit? I'm sure it does. Same as a deer. You know, you can shoot a deer that's gangrene, and you can get a new tag for it. But if you want to keep the head in the rack. You got to use your tag. Yeah, in Pennsylvania, you know? you're not allowed to do this, but in other states, let's just say, you know, you you, you hit one with your truck, and it's a big mm -hmm. giant. You know, whatever. It doesn't even have to be a big giant buck. It's a it's a buck that sh that if you would have shot it with whatever weapon, um, if you hit it with your truck or you find it in the in the ditch dead, that, that's not your tag. Mm -hmm. I mean, so I, I guess that it, it's a weak n mute point at this you know at this juncture, but. Um, it's at least something to roll around in your head. I mean, I think you did it, you know, you did it right. Mm -hmm. You were done fishing. You threw it in, you took possession of the fish. There's no real way that you could prove or disprove, you know, if you had, 
you know, caught that or whatever. I mean, you have no reason to lie, but mm-hmm. should you have been stopped, you'd be like, they're like, how long was this thing laying here? I don't know. I found it. And I guess, mm-hmm. I guess there's no, you know, proving whether you did or didn't versus, yeah, this deer was dead in my yard with, you know, four broken legs and, you know, it's half the side is bloated off. And they're like, well, you better put your tag on it. <laughs> you know, one of those. Yeah. Yeah. But it, it it's just one of these, one of these things I'd have no problem. You know, if it was legal, slinging it over my back, if I was bank yanking and walking home mm. and, and pulling a Todd, but I'd probably just end up hacking the head off, hanging it in a tree and letting it kind of like mummify itself. <laughs> yeah. That was the original plan, but you know, it was a, it's a big head. It's really cool. Yeah, I was jealous of having you having Granger like that. So. I knew it was eating at you. That's why I bring him up all the time. No. <laughs> no. <laughs> no, I never did that with all these fish and all the stuff we did. I never got the, the old head mount. It's like, you know, it, 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 I mean, actually, they're kind of comical because there used to be tons of those get done. But, it, you know, it, it, it is like a deer mount. You know, you get your deer, you get the head done, you put it in the wall. Can you put <laughs> mm-hmm. like those you... head mounts? I haven't seen, I mean, when's the last time you heard of someone got a head mount of a muskie? I mean, other than just like old timey bars and antique shops, yeah. I, I never knew that people actually would do that. I've heard of yeah. some people saying, you know, back in the day, some bar down at the lake, you, you bring a muskie in or they find one dead, they'll chop the head off and jam it on a nail on the side of the building. Oh yeah. But, uh, let it dry and yeah. Yeah. But picture you walk into someone's, you know, like. The the like the one room that they get in the house. I, I hate I hate the slogan that's commonly used, but the room that that a guy can have, and yeah. uh, all you see is like fifty musky heads, <laughs> just nailed the blacks. Yeah, yeah. See that one? That was my fifty one. Yeah, <laughs> that was my ten point. I mean fifty one. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's just the head. Just literally the just head. The head sticking off. Just a whole yeah. bunch of heads sticking off the wall. Yeah. yeah. You see a lot of it with pike and stuff. Mm-hmm. Right? People would, would always get those done. But yeah, the musky head, super cool skin. All those teeth on the upper upper part uh, of the mouth. Mm-hmm. Yeah. We caught a really, uh, and I'll tell you, you could see, I mean, there's another little, uh, so, and I don't remember, it was probably on Friday. We caught a fish. Now, I know these fish bite each other all the time. And I caught a big walleye a couple of years ago that had a huge bite mark in it. You know, so I know they're biting each other. But uh, we caught one the other day on a raptor. And uh, on the back, on its back, when, when, when we got it up the boat, I didn't even net it. We just brought it up the boat. It was a, like a 32 or something. Uh there was this big scuff mark and a couple little gouges, and they're like, oh, he was hit with something. And as I'm doing it, I was just going to unhook the fish, and then the fish was splashing around. I was, I, was, I was reaching down there with cutters to unhook, and I looked, and under the belly, insane outline, perfect outline of these wide, of this big, wide mouth with, like, some serious gashes in it. So... I ended up picking the fish, ended up, I was like, we, I, I want to get, I want you guys to take a picture of this. So I picked it up and we got the picture. I'm still waiting on it. The guys haven't sent it to me, but, uh, 
perfect outline on the bottom jaw with those big old razor teeth and the upper jaw with all those little teeth up on their upper side of their head you could see the big scratch you could see that and it was a big fish that bit that fish you know you could see the bite mark it's really cool hopefully i'll get the picture george george costanza with the pencil and what is it john voigt's car seinfeld reference and okay this one that one failed terribly i don't know that one (laughs) there's gonna be a lot of people out there that that get that one so yeah apparently this crowd doesn't so you know you win some you lose some yeah all right no no that's pretty cool big bite mark on a 30 some incher and right away everyone's like we should be using bigger baits <laughs> yeah, hey this one got away so yeah look how much area it. you could have with no hook what are the chances but yeah all right vance you had an interesting couple weeks haven't you tell us the story again because it seems to be every few weeks we got to get people updated on on the condition of your gear yeah uh <laughs> I've, I've I've broke and lost some more things again. Uh-huh. <laughs> um, it's an interesting, interesting one. So this one sticks out most because it uh, cost me the most. So long day on the water. I have to get home. My campground shut down. Get home. Uh, and you know, it gets dark a lot earlier than the summer now, nowadays, uh, pretty much dark at like six fifteen. No charters over. I have an hour drive back. You got to back the boat in the garage. You're tired, freezing, still wet from the day. Uh, and I do some, uh, I was just tired. So what I did was I essentially broke down my boat, didn't cover it, put the bimini down, laid it in the floor. But uh, I left the rod holders in the track. They'll make it down the road. Yeah. Of course. Uh, I built them. That's right. <laughs> Sixty sixty one space grade gear, baby. Mm-hmm. Billet aluminum. You could use this in space. I know why people are always talking about that stuff, as if you would fish for a muskie in outer space. Military uh, spec. (laughs) Military spec. So, and just in case you're want to fish for muskies in the middle of uh, a war, you can. A war done. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Conflict. The rod holder would be fine. Great stuff. Um, So they're in the track. I got a, a, ten, a, a 10 foot opening, Andy. Does that sound like a normal garage door? I would, I would say, yeah. Do you got about a foot on each fender? Yeah. That's I can about make right. it. Yeah. Go for it. Here we go. Tired back in. I'm all good. I got to be back up to the lake to do it again tomorrow. So uh, I get in. I get crap amount of sleep. Uh, probably because we did a podcast or something, which I think we might on me. And uh, <laughs> I hooked the boat up in the morning, and I go to pull it out of the garage. Um, 
everything's good. I'm on the road. I get to the, uh, the ramp and, uh, I look back as I'm going to unstrap the boat and I see a down East in pieces. And I'm like, Oh my God, I haven't heard this. I broke another down East. I'm like, Andy just put one of these on there. It really sucks. I can't, well, it, what what could have happened? I, did I hit something on the road? Did I like a rock or a something deer? fly up? And then it hit me. I was like, I bet you I clipped the side of my garage with that rod holder because it was an angled down with, rod with the on an extension, extension bracket extension, with the okay. extension. Uh-huh. And I'm like, God, I I bet you everything's okay. I just broke this rod holder, so. You know, it's not rod holder, but I broke I broke the down east, whatever. So I uh, threw that in the, uh, you know, in storage and just grabbed another one and used that for the rest of the day. But about halfway through the day, I get this picture. Oh no! Um, yeah, of the of the garage, and I completely annihilated uh, the vertical trim on it. Just broke it in two. It was sticking out like. Like the claw marks on whatever quiet place in that house. Oh, it was it it ripped the whole trim of the garage door, uh, <laughs> right in two, and it was it was like hanging, it was like sticking out horizontally in the house. <laughs> what will the neighbors say? They called the HOA and like look well, at this. Uh, well, the, look the, at the this person, guy. The person that sent me the picture, like somebody tried to break in or something. I was like, nah. I was like, you see that little thing in the bottom there? That's half of a piece of a down east. One of the uh, claws of the down east is stuck in the framing of it, like a musky tooth in a bait. It's yeah. just, it's just rammed in there. Oh, it was terrible. Like, they were using a tool. I can see the yeah. piece yeah. right here. I, I got the they matching piece. They had a pry bar. Call Matlock in this one. Oh, the pro- the problem with that was it was a group texted text between me and my fiance and my our dog walker oh god so i get that i get that that uh <laughs> that text and i'm just like oh, shit like i'm i'm screwed so i immediately text my fiance i'm like hey i got that covered i hit it sorry i'll get a fixed stop and essentially all they did was like uh what i could tell from the picture was it was just the trim and it was a couple screws and it was fixed. So I ordered a piece of trim and fixed up the garage door. Because it hooked the garage door track, which brought the garage door down halfway the driveway, right? <laughs> no, it, 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 it very well could have, you know, but I, I lucked out there. So I broke a rod holder and my uh, garage trim, which is great, but it's fixed. And uh, there's been a lot of people. I don't, I'm not going to say a lot because we've been doing the rod holders now for probably five years. And there's people that say, you know, I, I try to tell everyone that has them, if this sticks out beyond the edge of your boat, take them off before you dock and do whatever. And, you know, right. it's uh, because I think it was Greg Thomas that yeah, he said, came in hot and he smashed the dock and he's like, well, it stopped the boat solid. But the down mm-hmm. east broke, and I think I had to get him another down east. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I think there was another guy I, I forget who who 
hit the dock or their trailer and it ripped the track off their boat. (laughs) (laughs) So this is the first I've heard of a, because I I didn't, this was the first I heard of that story, someone hitting their house with the Down East. Yeah, usually I tuck them on the inside, but there's just a lot of stuff happening. You want to get home, you know, say goodnight to the family things like that i'm just like throwing stuff in the bottom of the boat and i usually angle them inside and just turn them around on the track mm-hmm. this time i didn't do it and it and cost you dearly it cost me yeah gosh it cost me <laughs> so was one thing i got a whole now all these stories are getting. Oh my god! <laughs> I'm thinking of three more. You can tell me. I know of two I, more. <laughs> okay, let's go yeah, to the next one the because last I. Last time we did this a couple weeks ago. Uh, just a few but, weeks ago. Keep in mind, a few yeah. weeks ago. <laughs> this has been an inc- incredible year for gear and stuff for me. It's just so <laughs> bad <laughs> and hooks. It wasn't that long ago we talked about Vance being... Okay, so I'll, I'll lead into the next story. wasn't that long ago we talked about Vance. I was like, oh, yeah. You just wait. You're going to get one of them things in your thumb uh, or your finger or your hand. So mm-hmm. we know that Vance took one. Now, did he take another from a thrashing fish? We no. will find out. <laughs> okay, here we go again. <laughs> Tell us about the hookup. <laughs> This is the frustrating thing is not having my camper open. <laughs> so it's the camper's fault. Yeah, it's not Andy's <laughs> fault this time. That's what I'm going for. And you're like it. It would be your fault if it, this happened in the bag because you didn't make that bug ex- extension for me. Hey, yeah. I I had two tasks that you gave me that you were texting me nonstop saying, "Don't forget about me." And I completed the one very big task in three times. I'm like, you're going to take them today? No, nah, I'm going to pick them up later. Yeah, that's true. So, But honestly, seriously, don't forget about me on that. <laughs> um, okay. okay. Again, I, I do a charter, and I got to drive home, and I got to be back, and I got to drive home, and I got to be back. It's very annoying stuff. Yeah, going and, to the lake to go fishing all day. The convenience of having a place up here is very nice when you're doing this stuff. It's the the drive sucks because I got to take the bimini down. It's just a whole rigmarole of steps, you know. Uh, so again, off the water, wrap up with the clients. Got to take the bimini down, and I'm on the road again. I got the rod holders in the in the storage compartment. Good call. This time, I mean, you could I hit something I'm, if they were out. I think I'm all set. But it's it's the end of the day, and like after a trolling day, sometimes I leave the I'll just leave the lures on the rods, and I'll throw them in the bottom of the boat because I know Ooh. I'm going to be doing it. I, I, I know I'm going to be doing it again tomorrow. I'm going to stop you right there. I quit doing that as soon as I started having kids, <laughs> and. <laughs> That's that's just me. Mm-hmm. I don't need that mess. I don't want to get tangled up. I don't need a kid tied to all that stuff because they they don't see the big picture. But 
I'm sure nothing yeah. bad happened here. It's just some side note. Continue. Sure. Yeah. So that's where it is. You know, you got to put the bimini top. You got to take the rods out, put the bimini down, and then I put the rods back down on uh, over the bimini top. Strap them in. Rod holders in in the compartment. I'm ready to go. And uh, I was going back. This is what happened. I had to work the hospital for a couple of days. But before that, I was going to drop my boat off to get um, an enclosure done for the bimini, you know, the final pieces for it. So I was going to, and, and, and we, I talked didn't at, wanna, we talked at length yeah. with Paul about that. So if anyone oh, wants yeah. to know what's going on there, that's, that's just a little thing filling in people. Sorry for interrupting. Go ahead. No. Yeah. So, uh, I wanted to take what was in the boat out because that's why I had to stop home. And I wanted to take what was in the boat out into the garage and let it sit there and then take the boat all the way to uh, the Amish who was going to finish my bimini talk for me. And uh, it's late. I got to be up early the next day and I still have to go to the Amish and say goodnight to everybody. So the, the, I backed the boat like halfway into the garage. So I would have a roof over my head and some lighting while I'm unloading everything. And, uh, it starts with the rods. So there is hooks all over these rods and there's about seven of them. Seven um, rods. Seven rods. Okay. So my idea was to reach into the boat, pick all the rods up, set them on the back casting platform, and pick them up individually from there. Untangle them. Basically. Untangle them from there. Yeah. So uh, I'm on the fender, and I'm trying to pick up, I'm on the side of the boat trying to move these rods to pick them all up to set them on the back casting platform. About halfway in my garage, the boat's sticking halfway on the driveway, halfway in the garage. There's light on the back side of the boat if I could paint this picture. Um, and you're standing and, on the fender of the trailer outside of the boat? Yes. Okay. So I get I get uh, all the rod tips in my my right hand. And I give this like kind of scooping motion underneath the cork end. And I've got seven corks in my hand and I pick it up kind of like in like musky hold position. And I'm moving back to the back casting platform, uh, like over the fender, over the gunnel on the outside of the boat, boom, and a hook gets caught in the carpet and it, it throws my momentum off. I slip, my feet slip off of the fender and I fall. And so now my left arm is still in the boat and I'm looking back at the motors and I can't move. And then I look back in the boat. I can't move. I'm stuck. I look back in the boat and there is a five odd hook directly like starting right at the cuticle, going all the way out to the top of my thumb. And I'm like, that's great. And like, where's the other, where's the, okay, so 
there's at least two hooks on this bait. So one is clearly through your thumb. Mm-hmm. Where's the other hook on this bait? In the carpet. So you were linked to your boat. Yep. I was linked to my boat. And I'm in such a hurry because I have to get, I, I want to drop the boat off and I want to be in at a decent hour so I can go to bed. And this just this saved you a bunch happen. of time. Well, here's the thing. Before I did that, I was like, rut. I like went in and was like, <laughs> like, hey, all right, hey, I really have to get going. I got to drop the boat off. I'm sorry. I'll see you. Uh, you know, I'll see you in the morning. I'm going to go take an hour long bath. Yeah, essentially. Nice life. Um, I so have no idea if that was sad. I, I was just painting the I, worst case. I open. I open up the garage door. I come through there like a bat out of hell. I know I'm about to step up on that boat. I put my cell phone on top of this garbage can and I'm like, I'm ready to go. And then that all happens. Hook in the hand. I'm stuck to the boat. I'm staring out to the back of the garage by the motors looking there. I'm pinned. I can't move. I'm like, shit. It's not that bad. It's all the way through. The hard part's done. And I'm like, I just need my hook cutters. Well, the problem is my hook cutters are very far away and I'm stuck. They're on the other side of the boat and and you can't. (laughs) And so I like try to, I try to like get back up on the fender and like kind of like flip around these rods. I can't because they're in the way. They're sticking out in front of me and there's seven of them. They're probably four footer. They're probably very neatly not tangled with each other. Oh, it's it's a mess at this point. I I can't so I can't get back up into the boat to reach the hook cutters because there's just too much too much too many obstacles in the way. And my second thought was, all right, I'll just get my cell phone. Where's that? I feel in my pocket. Oh yeah, dumbass, you put it on the garbage can. The, the, what you're describing with those rods, all with all those hooks just intertwined through the you know the the rod blanks and the line and it with each other. And how that you're connected to the boat. It sounds like one of those traps in the Saw movies. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, well, okay. it was. And I'm looking for my phone. And that's like another four or five feet away. And I can't reach that. And I try like kicking some stuff to like knock the phone on the ground. <laughs> and like see if I can like get a little closer to it. And now my thumb's starting to throb. And I'm just like, shit. I could probably get this somehow, some way, but it might be daylight. And I really want to get to bed. You're going to have to chew your finger off. I'm like, I'm like, damn. You you start doing the musky gator roll to unscrew the, Mm -hmm. to unscrew the eyelet. Yeah, essentially. (laughs) And, uh, so the next option, I was like, I can't believe I'm going to do this. I got both garage doors open. I got, it's daylight. I got daylight lights like crazy in the garage. It's lit like crazy. And T- tell me, I'm going to stop you again. It's, it's like 830. Tell me that the garage door trim is still messed up. No. Dang it. Okay, go ahead. I fixed it. Already had it fixed. Okay. So the next option was to just start screaming which I did. And I'm screaming like I'm screaming for my fiance. And and that's not going to draw the attention of the neighbors. Help! 
and that's what that's what I thought. I I was like, I'm gonna wake the neighbors. They're gonna think I'm crazy. They already do because I don't like you know talk to them. Like people socialize, run the mower, and smile and nod and take kids out and like you know the most high end stroller and all that BS that people in that neighborhood like to do. Uh, so I'm screaming Help. multiple, multiple times as loud as I can. And, uh, my fiance comes through and she's like, what? Like all annoyed, you want? all annoyed. I'm like, I'm like, Oh, Hey honey, how you doing? She's like, Jesus, what's wrong with you? <laughs> I'm like, nothing. <laughs> just hanging out. I'm, I'm just I'm good. I'm just parking up the side yeah. of my boat right now. She's like, I'm a little stuck here you know i just need you to do one thing for me she's like i thought you were you were dying or something i'm like well I, I'm, get, I'm getting there i was like if you could just <laughs> jump up <laughs> in the boat real quick and grab my hook cutters and cut and cut she, it cut it off and she starts going for your knuckle no I, <laughs> she she handed it to me and she was like a little bit panicked and i'm like everything's cool don't worry about it you know we're we're good and i like reached around and i went through like six or seven rods and i finally got to the barb and cut it and just backed it out and it it was all good it, and i proceeded to bleed all over the place the garage the uh the nice photo you sent us yeah the garage the driveway the boat the inside of the house all that stuff uh and you know that sent me back like 15 minutes because i had to wrap the thing clean it <laughs> And, but I was right back to it. I got everything out of the boat and uh, dropped the boat off. Got the bimini top made. Was ready to go. So I, so I lost, at this point, I lost uh, blood. I put a hook through my hand. and Confidence. I ripped the, gar the garage to pieces, which is uh, all good things. I'm just so beat at the end of the day. You know, I don't want to end the charter and then have these people watch me take all these lures off and like talk and like jesus like we should have been at the ramp 15 minutes ago uh so that goes all through my head so i take these like you know try to take these shortcuts and it just it gets me in the end mm -hmm. but um and anybody out there that I, you know, that is like, man, I can't believe that. But uh, you know, because they wouldn't, they wouldn't do it that way or whatever. But I don't know. I'm whooped. I'm working every friggin' day. My butt's kicked. I try to find a silver lining and end up putting like silver through my thumbs and hitting silver things off the side of my <laughs> house and breaking those, and it costs me money and time, but. You know, that was that. And these stories... Didn't you have to sink some green into something that sank? Yeah, the beat goes on. Uh, <laughs> <continue>. <laughs> uh, yeah, so... I just... I had a brand new net. Ooh. And, uh, something you're proud of. You're going to take care of this one, right? Mm-hmm. It's not going to happen to me again. I'm going to learn. I had a brand new net because I lost the last one. Uh, and that was like probably, I lost it on October, the first week of October. This one lasted me about a week and a half. I lost 
just another nut <laughs> <laughs> on a charter. And it was such a slow burn because it fell out of the boat while I was trolling. And it was, it was floating for a little bit for like 10 seconds. And, you know, I had that spread out and I, cu I couldn't turn, I couldn't turn the boat quick enough to get to it. I was like 20 feet away from getting the thing. And it sank on me. And I could not believe. So the net, the net falls off the top of the bimini. I'm not going to say how or why or whose fault it was. Clearly, it was mine. Care. I just, yes, it was Andy's fault. But I turn and, you know, that's just like complete chaos at that point. There's bodies all over the boat. I don't want to sound like an asshole. Like, get the hell out of the way. I need to touch the throttle. Get out of the way. I need to turn. Sit down so I can get to this thing efficiently. You know, there's people all over the place. It was raining like crazy. So everybody was tucked underneath the bimini. And I just couldn't, I couldn't maneuver fast enough without sounding like, you know, a drill sergeant, which I don't want to do on the charter. I want to be nice. I am nice. But that's what happened. And the thing that just sank, I, I turned the boat. I'm finally getting to it. I'm looking at the planer board, which is like right next to the outrod because it was such an extreme turn. And I'm just like, oh, my God. And it was in the wind, and it was in the hail. It was hailing. Yeah. And I, like, bust open the front bimini, like bust buttons, try, trying to get to the front of the boat. On, on the bow so I could get down and scoop the thing and it just like disappeared right at my feet and I lost another one I was like yeah well maybe I'll just snag it real quick with one of these rods that are going like right directly underneath the damn thing and I didn't hit it you know I, I not even not a bit a bait didn't touch it and I ran the thing right over that's crazy you know it was cr it was nuts I had a backup. It was in the truck. We went back. Took a little 30 minute break. Got out of the stuff. Got the new net out of the packaging and broke it in about an hour later. So it was very nice. It was very nice. And I, I still had that one. But I also in, in the interim there, uh, immediately bought another backup because I don't trust what's going to happen next. <laughs> About like three quick nets in in uh, in uh, about like fifteen days. Lost a rod holder, lost some blood, uh, and lost part of my garage. Pretty solid October. Anything else you lost or broke? Man, I don't know. Those are all the ones that I know of. Todd, do you know of any more? Well, well listen to this. There's listen another this. one that has not... Vance had nothing to do with this one. Wait, I, I have something else I broke. Yeah. I was exhausted. That seems to be the common thread here. It was 3 a.m. I treated myself. I But uh, to treat myself, I had to do one thing. 
I had to drop the boat off at Todd so I could come back and hook it up quickly uh, the next day because I had a charter. And I just wanted to leave it at Todd's. Uh, Todd's camp. Would have been much, yeah. It would have been much more convenient for me to uh, get back to it that way. But in order for me to treat myself, I had to, I had to do this at like 3 a.m. on a Friday. And so I get to the camp 3 a.m. I unhook the boat. And I don't know what what the stuff specifically is called, but you know, I undo the coupler. I undo the little crisscrossy things. What's that called? Andy, the, the safety chains. Yeah, sure. The safety chains. And then what's that little extra thing you're supposed to put on the breakaway. Uh, oh, the breakaway. Yeah. The breakaway. Well, you know what? I, I left the breakaway connected like a dumbass and pulled away and completely just like annihilated the thing broke. <laughs> just you know and i was like i needed to be somewhere so i ripped the breakaway apart and to my knowledge that like stops you know that like engages the brakes on the trailer right yeah what what's supposed yeah. to happen is there's a little battery on on like utility trailers you'll see a little box and there's that breakaway clip that you have your your safety chains and there's like another little cable or a small chain and should the the trailer come off the ball and if the chains for whatever give away this like grenade pin pulls makes you know an electrical switch connect and that battery energizes these coils that magnetize the brakes to engage them so the trailer is not just wildly gone loose cannon style it's to down the road it is yeah. to stop the, the the trailer now i'm not sure how much juice that battery can really crank if it's going to lock them up solid but it's something so anyways mm-hmm. that that was the whole point of that breakaway so okay go ahead well i'll tell you what if those safety chains break off that trailer's not stopping now because I completely broke it. <laughs> I forgot about that one. <laughs> I just kind of tied it in a knot and wrapped it around the trailer. <laughs> I did it into a knot. <laughs> well, ain't nothing like doing it right. <laughs> yeah. That's enough out of me. Your food paw. Oh my God, yes. All right, I don't know this one. My fupa, that broke. It's like four months old. My key fob thing to control my Minn Kota. Okay. Okay, so like, I'm gearing up for this casting trip, and I go to pull my my key fob out, and I turn it on, and it's, it's just like RF air. And I'm like, man, that's strange. What the hell is that? And I turn it off and I drop the, I deploy the trolling motor and I'm like trying to turn it on so I can use this thing and nothing. It just keeps telling me RF error, RF error. And I'm like, man, this thing. So I like unscrew the back, take the battery out, reconnect the battery, turn it back on thinking it's going to work. RF error. I'm like, Oh my God, this is insane. Uh, so I call, Minkota, and eventually get to, through the customer service. I'm like, hey, 
what's RF error mean? I got this brand new thing here. It's broken. What's, you know, I, I can't, I can't fish the way I want to fish. Uh, and they're like, yeah, that's, uh, that's terminal. I was like, really? I'm like, yeah, it's a terminal. It, it, the thing shot. It's not going to work. And I'm like, that's great. I was like, this thing's brand new. They're like, yeah, I, I don't know what to tell you. What, what you're going to have to do is, uh, ship it back to us and we'll send you out a new one. And it's going to take like three to five days to get there. I'm just like, Oh gosh, it sucks. You know, cause it's under warranty, but you know, the thing broke out of nowhere. Um, and you know, I don't, I don't know how it could have broke. It's in my glove box. Not like I, I mean, you backed it into anything. It's not like yeah. I backed it into anything, hit it with a garage or put a hook through it or had it sink with one of my nets. Um, or pull it away from it with your truck and it breaks it. Yeah. Uh, so I had to, the thing was they sent me a shipping label. They're like, print this. And as soon as it's scanned at a store, uh, then we will immediately send it out. We're not going to wait until we get it back. We'll send it out the day that it's, you know, it's scanned in. And I'm like, Oh, that's good. Like, well, I'm working the next like 10 straight days. That, that'll be nice and convenient. And they're like, well, what you can do is download an app and you can control this from your, your phone. The, the, you can control the motors from your phone via an app. And it's got all the, all the buttons to it. Wow. The same, the same thing as the key fob. But I was nervous running it because, I mean, with my track record, I could easily see the phone going in the water or something like that. <laughs> Uh, there's no strap on it yeah yeah there's no strap on it um but i i did i used it to get through to get through the casting charters and it, it was perfect it worked out i recently got uh a new one in the mail and that all worked out but yeah i, I bro that thing broke on me I, yeah that had nothing to do with yeah it was just bad bad luck on that one but um yeah I mean, this is this October has been. It's really coming to a close hard. It's like getting me, you know, one one last like push for crazy stuff to happen. Man, good stuff, huh? It's, Do you guys break anything? You want to make me feel better? Um. No, I I'm thinking uh. here. I'm even trying to come up with something Great. funny. I I can't. Yeah. No, I mean, I, mean, I, I like to Todd, keep my stuff been, nice, so it's been staying we, in the garage. I, we broke that rod, but I think we already. That was before the last one. Yeah, with the, like seven, the handle. It was seven seven yeah, years old. Yeah. Yeah. Not seventeen I mean, days. Seventeen years. You've yeah. been. Uh, down rod the whole time. Musky, musky fishing since you were in diapers. How many nets have you gone through? I have two. Yeah, one one's hanging in the garage, and the other one is still in the boat. That's when good. Lots of bags. I had to replace them. Yeah, yeah. I saw. I saw. It was a bad day. Weather wise. 
and we were kind of cruising back. I think I just had a half day that day and we were cruising back and I saw Vance heading, heading back to the docks. I thought, man, I thought, you know, Vance had a full day. Those guys must not be able to take it. Hail, rain, sleet, wind. And, uh, yeah, you know, they probably didn't dress properly. We deal with that all the time. I assumed Vance was going back to, cause he didn't say anything. So I asked him the next day, I was like, well, cause he sent me a picture. As he said, he went right out and caught one like an hour later. Nice one too. I was like, Oh, you know what? What did you guys run back to get like warmed up? And he was like, yeah, not really. <laughs> I needed to grab another net. <laughs> I'm like, you have a backup in your truck? <laughs> like, oh, yeah, I got a backup in the truck. <laughs> Thank God I did. Yeah. Well, I, yeah, I, I made the joke when you lost the last one. Like, yep, so I ordered another one. Me, I'm like, why do you need another one? Just to prove me wrong, you jammed it. You can't, even order, you can't even order one online right now. They're gone. Yep. <laughs> I bought stock in that. <laughs> Vance has that so many that on a wish list on Amazon. So when it's ready, he just has to hit a single button. Yeah, mm-hmm. quick buy. They're offering discounts on shipping when you buy ten or more. <laughs> Might as well. Might as well. Might as well. Yeah. Yeah, that is just is crazy. That happened whatever i didn't want to say why i was going in i was embarrassed i was gonna i was gonna bring that up you know as things settled <laughs> out is, is this starting to get embarrassing for how much how much it gear you're re- going through no. no it sounds really bad it sounds real bad there's lots but, of fish coming there's lots of action going on in your boat too yeah you know yeah. that that's what lost me through it you know it makes it makes it easier softens the blow you know mm-hmm. it's been really fun but this has been a hell of a year for gear for me <laughs> just blown through it mm-hmm. good spot then this you got anything to wrap up no no more stories who knows uh, tune in next week Tune in next. There's still another week or two of fishing. <laughs> Who knows? We might have some really good hunting stories, which Vance, Todd, and I rehash some of the stuff that happened last year that we don't want to freely talk about, but they're gut busters. God, <laughs> We've, yeah. We're, we're, we're going to be hunting here in two weeks, so... Who knows? Maybe something will get lost or damaged there. I'm bringing an extra rifle. Bring an extra rifle, Yes. It's important. Probably not for me, but there's going to be an extra. Maybe. Yeah. So. Good good pictures of does. That's good. <laughs> <laughs> maybe maybe this year, once hunting season kind of comes, like, more solid, we, we can talk about some of the struggles that Vance is having, telling the difference between males and female deer. <laughs> And, and, and it's for us. It's very amusing, and it's funny. The fans <laughs>, laughs about it too. <laughs> so we're just gonna leave this one on a cliffhanger like that. So Can't do it. yeah, it just it's so difficult. 
you know, can't do it. The, knowing which one has antlers and not. <laughs> oh, my God. FattyZMuskie.com. Uh, FattyZMuskie products. MC Fishing Guides. That's Muddy Creek. Vance and Todd. You know, I guess the, the thought is is to, you know, bring everything back that you take out there, but that doesn't always happen. <laughs> oh. The lake is... The lake is actually a little higher this year right now. Yeah, because it's full of treasures. <laughs> yeah, because it, yeah. it is high. It could be. It's because I'm dumping a bunch of crap. In it. <laughs> Water displacement. That's right. Yeah. Ah, <laughs> uh, Vicks Marine Sports Center, Ranger Boats, Saint Croix Rods, Muskie's Inc. Join your local chapter, and uh, you know, make Muskie's Inc. better. Uh, I think I got them all. Well, if you guys are still fishing, uh, good luck. Be safe. Thanks for listening.